Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern who just dehydrated the United World Organization Security Council, codename Legion Cub. That that explains the Dutch angle to, right. to, to the uh, Audible <laughs> Army viewers right now. Speaking of which, check out audiblearmy.com for the exclusive video version of this review uh, as well as tons of other extras for only a buck 99 a month you get early access to all kinds of uh, gi joe and gi joe adjacent content show notes all kinds of other things so check out audiblearmy.com you can find us on instagram at audible interlude podcast on x at gi joe audible our next live stream is going to be February the 5th at 8 p.m. EST. Uh, today, we're recording on G.I. Joe Day, and it was a pretty... Why big... ever would we go live? It's not like anything <laughs> happened. It's well, not we all... like they pulled the rug out from under our feet. <laughs> we, all, we all have schedules we have to stick to, uh, <laughs> so we just got to save everything for Monday. But uh, yeah, February 5th on the Needless Things YouTube channel, we will be going live with a full deep dive into everything that was revealed on G.I. Joe Day. But for now, we are here tonight to talk from uh, Image Comics and Skybound, Duke number two. Duke number two sounds bad. Yeah, it's maybe <laughs> not the best combination of words, but we'll don't worry, we'll never have to use it again. Uh, so I'm going back to my. Uh, why am I pulling up comments? We're not live. Uh, I'm going back to my notes from our last live stream because we were going to discuss Duke number two. And then I realized, oh, it's not out yet because we had read our early review copy. Uh, so we had to just say it's really awesome. No spoilers. And now if I can flip my screens around here, we will talk about the comic itself. First of all, Duke number two is out now at your local comic book shop. I think all three of us will probably agree. Go ahead and just go buy it. Go buy it. Uh so there will be spoilers here, but it's already out. So we're not going to lose any sleep over it. So going into this, we, we, uh, we talked, we didn't do a full review and I don't see us doing full review episodes like this for, we just did one for Cobra commander number one. So go listen to that wherever you get your podcasts or check out the exclusive video at audiblearmy.com. Uh, but we were just Maybe so excited. The listeners should be happy that both Cobra Commander and Duke only have four issues. Oh, is that right? But, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're four okay. issue limited series. So that oh, way. Oh, man. So if they're only you four know when of issue them. three comes out, we're going to be all super excited. I know. And then, well, but the thing is, they've said, like, these are the first mini series. Right, right. So there will be something after whether it's a g you know the gi joe title or more or character, more character yeah. driven uh mini series so oh wow okay so yeah I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say well we probably will end up reviewing everything it's pyramid we'll of darkness all over again except we're right? going in order this time listeners <laughs> well we didn't we didn't do a full review of duke number one though did that's we? true that's so true. But we're not gonna we're not gonna go back for that one but we will follow in the footsteps of our pyramid of darkness review <laughs> 
Uh, so Duke number two opens up American hero wanted for murder on the run, like a very uh, sensationalistic shot of uh, a bearded fellow looking at his phone. Now, how many panels of this page did it take you guys to realize who that was? Uh, well, I figured it out on page two for sure. Well, it, uh, third panel on this page is where I figured out because of the toothpick and the yeah, beard. Yeah. And the, uh, I, had a, I had a pretty good idea, actually, just from the first time, from the first panel that I saw him in. Because um, he does have the toothpick in his mouth in the first panel. Yeah, but once once we got to page two and I saw the name of the business, I was like, yep, right. there we go. Right. Well, and that was it. But the, the note I've got is you immediately know it's clutch thanks to the artwork. Uh, but then the MIT diploma mm-hmm. on page two confirms it. Well, before Practice, that, well, it's the Manny's Mean Machines, mm-hmm. um, the the sign for the uh, for the business. Yeah. And then you get the MIT Steinberg. That one didn't, uh, I didn't attach the significance of that. And I'm sorry, it was page three. Uh, yes. The, well, okay, so I get here is where I run into problems with digital comics. Pages two and three are clearly side by side, and the top image is meant to be a diorama type thing. Mm-hmm. This messes me up much worse later in the comic, but we'll get to that. So, uh, well, that's here. Oh, go ahead. That's only with how these are sent to us oh so, really yeah You're... like it, when, if i read this on my my kindle it will be stretched out like it's supposed to yeah whenever oh, okay. when i'm reading digital comics it will put side by sides together um yeah. which is harder to read on a computer screen because it also shrinks it down and you gotta like zoom in Oh, yeah, you can probably do, like, pinch and zoom and stuff on when mm-hmm. you're reading actual digital copies, too. Well, huh? Yeah, because I had to see what the sound of a kiss was. That's not <laughs> just a heart he's blowing to the car. So now it's... I know it's Mew. Which, yeah, I was like, uh, so he's making cat noises? Is that what yeah. he's doing? I mean, I'm not going to go with the innuendo there, but yes. But it's, so, Mew, Mew, Mew. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I can't figure that noise out. Moi would have been. He know, loves that car, though. Boy, he does love that he car. Does. Uh, so on the on the opposite page, I guess we should say, we see the MIT um, diploma with Lance J. Steinberg. So there it is, 100% clearly. Uh, this is Clutch with, I like the cans just laying around. The nondescript Yojo Cola cans, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then... Pouring, pouring a little coffee into his fast car mug. Day old coffee, mind you. His Just his non establishing the character very well right away. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. His non copyright infringing fast car mug. He uh, just keeps getting, and I'm not being facetious. He keeps getting better with each panel that he <laughs> yes. is in. Yes, I agree. I agree 100. Well, and I like that. That this also reveals he's living in a mobile home but then across the panorama of the junkyard you see this really nice four-car garage so he's invested his money into the garage yeah and is just living in the mobile home so i i don't get that he's living in a mobile home he's he's living at this business so this is oh no because in that very what the first panel 
the panorama shot, he there's his car in front of a single wide trailer, and he's standing on top of it. Well, no, so, I think that his trailer, it just happens to be, he just has his trailer parked at this business, at Manny's Mean Machines, oh, which he I maintains and... Okay. Yeah. I took you it for he lived is... there and put all his money into the cars in the business. Yeah, I no, thought no. this I, I took this to be he he owns this place. Why do you yeah. think he doesn't? No, I I do think he owns this oh. place. This is oh, okay. so he lives he he doesn't live at a trailer park. He lives at Manny's Mean Machines, which is his business. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He lives okay. I didn't say trailer park. Oh, I thought I heard no. someone say that he lived in a trailer well, no, park. No, I no. thought he lived in that trailer. Like, that trailer is where these next panels are happening. Right, oh, yes, yes, he does live in a trailer. If, if, uh, if I were going to invest any time into publishing uh, this episode, uh, I would cut out the last three minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, nothing wrong with day old, and then an ominous shadow lurks behind him, and sure enough, it's old Conrad. Uh, who, who, and now that I've said Conrad, all I can think of is Conrad Thompson hanging out <laughs> oh, with Jeff Jarrett. That's better because my mind always goes to Conrad Bain. That's where I was going, Mr. D. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no Conrads that match up with Duke. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Conrad, uh, the hero who is uh, on the run now because he's he's trying to uncover this conspiracy surrounding the plane that transformed into a robot, and he's in trouble for it, but he's hunt hunted down his old pal Lance, and we get the absolute homage <laughs> to Predator. Predator. I love it. Um I mean, it's and, not even it's not even subtle. It's just oh no no they're <laughs> this, not this is even, the meme. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. not even pretending that it's not what it is. Uh, and I like here <laughs> this is the first instance of it. But Clutch says "dang," and it's very charming that he says "dang" unironically. Uh, pretty much everything about Clutch uh, is charming. He he is. We're only a few pages in, and his characterization is already great. Uh, I like that he points out he's never seen Duke Duke with anything more than a five o'clock shadow, uh, pointing out that this character that we have come to know recently at one point was, as was said in the first issue, a top notch, like exemplary soldier. And now mm -hmm. something is going on. And furthering Clutch's character development, a young lady walks out of we're not sure where. Well, no, it's clear, clearly the bedroom. Never mind. Uh, and <laughs> we, we just get a little characterization, a, a page of Clutch not knowing who this lady is and maintaining the Clutch we all know and love from the old Real American Hero comics. Max him. Referring to uh, uh, women as chicks. I Yes. I He out-shipwrecked shipwreck on that page like clutch so is now my number two it's very clear that they just studied his file card yes. and found all of the the best points about his character the only one thing it's missing is that he should have just you should have had an image of him like putting some motor oil on a comb and running it <laughs> through his hair yeah 
a hundred percent. And and I'm kind of shocked they didn't throw that in there. Although they yeah. do have a lot of story to tell here, so mm-hmm. I can see why that maybe is the one thing. Maybe that would have been the one over the top thing. They were sitting here putting this comic together, and they were like, "Okay, we've got the the toothpick, the womanizer, the the day old coffee, the the manis, you know, the motor oil." That's ridiculous. Let's let's <laughs> not. That's too much. We can't go there. Uh, so uh, chicks dig the cars. Always a line that the uh, skeevier gentlemen throw out. Next page up, we see that Duke is truly suffering from everything that he's been to. And uh, Lance, Lance, who is wearing flip-flops and socks, which I just noticed for the first time, <laughs> black socks in flip-flops, yes. of all things, uh, helps his old pal over to the garage. Well, so, I was a little confused at first at the when we see Duke keeling over because there's almost like the drawing behind him almost looks like an explosion. And I was like, wait, are they already bombing this place where he showed up? <laughs> well, it turns out I only had to wait like one more page. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> get, give it a second. We'll get there. Uh, so Duke pulls out this e-tech device. I mean, I want to say phone, but it, it's clearly a little bit more than a phone uh, that he got from the new version of Dr. Burkhart. Did I mangle that name? I'm looking Dr. across Adele the page. Burkhart. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and at first I thought at the top of this page here, I thought those were teeth. And then I realized it's it's a bullet. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're getting really hardcore with this, which I don't know why it would bother me more for him to lose a tooth than for Clutch to dig a bullet out of him. Because we all know how much it hurts when you go. Uh, to well, yeah, that's true. That's much more relatable to the general public, I guess. And also, <laughs> I have a tooth problem. I can't handle anything having to deal with teeth. Uh, but we just get a, a nice. We see the rapport between these two. We see it, that Clutch, Clutch is somewhat cynical, but his trust in Duke overrides his cynicism to a degree. He's willing to to go along with it because yeah, of their I past. loved that. Like they're not. I feel like if this was done by one of the big two comics, he would absolutely believe him. Right beyond a shadow of a doubt and this is showing us more to me uh that kind of military background like you might be crazy but you're my brother in arms so yes that that kind of relationship that only that shared combat experience can, right can create uh and i also like sort of the updating of clutch from being a grease monkey to sort of a tech monkey i guess like it's the cars are his passion but he is also because i mean cars are gonna have technology in them now mm-hmm. uh he's, he's got that in his repertoire as well you can teach this old dog new tricks that's right uh so he activates a holographic map of the globe with a red dot in oh you know what i meant to go look at a map of the united states and see exactly where i thought that was is that new mexico ish it, it's maybe a little more north than that maybe like colorado it's not denver is it it could be interesting we all right you know what we got, got a map right here okay actually. figure out where that is 
uh, and then here, I, I because I wondered when Clutch said "dang" if I if they were like, even though the Cobra Commander comic featured so much gore, I wondered if they, were they really trying to keep this PG. And then right here he says, "Well, I'll be damned." So "dang" is clearly an affectation, which I is why it makes it so charming, and I like it so much. Yep. So I think it's Colorado or Utah. Okay. All right. Well, and I'm sure it's we'll in find that out general area. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then this ominous fellow sitting in, I guess, just sitting in the middle of a bunch of fire. Practicing Is that how this reads? At? You know, he's watching <laughs> the cheerleaders. <laughs> They're going to be playing the big game later. So uh, we've got a very classified esque version of Destro. Uh, sitting in a big comfy chair surrounded by flames and it appears that the activation of this map has alerted him in some way is that how you guys read this mm -hmm. yeah um it's it's really odd that these two panels are just kind of there they're juxtaposed against everything else and it's the only time we see any cobra Right. Uh, related things. So it kind of threw me off for a second because it goes right back into Duke and Clutch again. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Hanging out, being pals, uh, walking around the, the junkyard. Little reference of Falcon in there. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, this is the second one because I, I yeah. didn't they mention his, his brother in the first one as I well? Like, they did, yeah. They're, they're setting that up pretty strong. Uh, and then we get I love the way these panels are done because Clutch and Duke walking around clearly interspersed with something else going on. We see the little radio drop down and then we see the telltale hand tattoo that we now know, like that this is how iconic classified versions have become. The second we saw that tattoo, we knew who this was. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're still having their conversation. They're still talking about what's going on. How how do we feel about what Duke has seen? And then we hear some uh, some. What kind of music do you think is playing right now? I would say freeform jazz. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I was thinking like the Butthole Surfers or like Jesus and Mary Chain. Jesus and Mary Chain would be an interesting choice for rock and roll to be playing. <laughs> right. um, I could see some butthole surfers, though. What, whatever it is, it is certainly rock and roll. And this next page. Take man. my money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, 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 that is going to be my phone background. He's so happy just trying to just shoot the heck out of these guys. Right. Well, and that's the other thing is. So you, like we said, you can tell it's rock and roll and it did not click to me on the previous page that that's what we were building up to. And oh. then I was like, oh, expletive very loudly. <laughs> like he's there and after Duke. Right. WTF. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and that part I didn't put together until this page because I thought maybe like he was showing up because he knew like whatever Destro just did 
was going to send something after Duke and Clutch, and somehow the Joe team was on top of it, and he was there to protect them. Ah. Well, they, that's they did. Not, you know. Well, at the end of the, the last issue, they're setting up to, that rock and roll is going to come after Duke. So right. I, I knew immediately, all right, he's there to get him. I, just um, wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to just open fire on them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I totally understand the, the folks who still aren't on board with the classified interpretation of rock and roll, but this makes me love it even more. And but, I might even put the bullet bracelet back on him. But, but Hasbro, how could you not give us that hat? At yeah, first, hat I was like, headphones. oh my God, he's wearing a dude bro hat backwards. <laughs> and throughout the rest of the issue, it just fits him. Yes. No pun intended. So perfectly that, yeah, I I have been looking online for one six scale or one twelve scale well, baseball hat. I happen to have uh, from some wrestling figure I bought years ago an ECW hat that but I see I like rock and roll's helmet so much and I would want him to have this cool headset on. Mm. So I don't know. I'm not sure what although I'm sure there are headsets out there as well. Uh, but anyway, th this is awesome. This page th totally rules. Uh, and then we see, yes, he is 100% firing at them and appears to have destroyed, yeah, a Clutch's car. So yeah. Clutch just lost his two his two lady friends in one day. That's right. And he he cares a lot more about this about one, one than the other one. <laughs> um, rock and roll uh, in this panel, still firing away, holding up the, the devil sign, just grinning, loving life right now. Uh, because he is firing at at these two. Fortunately, and, Clutch has many cars. And the dialogue that they gave to rock and roll, like how you mentioned earlier about how it seems like they took all these little beats from um, Clutch's file card. I got the exact same thing from rock and roll because he's not talking like Duke. And Clutch are talking. Like right. He's, I don't know how to explain it well, listeners, because he's not using like, you know, dude, but he's talking, the way he's talking, you very much get that surfer or at least that Orange County, California kind of vibe from him. Well, all I know is if we, we're, whenever we get around to doing another uh, segments episode, we're going to do our uh, hooray for Knollwood. But if we get around to doing a modern live action, I am casting Zach Wilde as rock and roll. <laughs> All right. So this is the page that really confused me at first, because again, I still, I didn't even realize until we were doing the review tonight that that first double page spread, that that's what it was. This mm. one really messed me up because I'm looking Clearly, they're driving a car, and I'm like, did I miss a page? Is there a panel gone or something? And it took me a second to realize, like, oh. Well, I, I thought I thought that the page was cut off, and that's why I was like, wait, what's going on here? Why is Why are these letters going off, and there's not a side panel? And then I realized, oh, that's why, um, because there's a second page. So, so I, that's I, the I, challenges of reading off of a PDF. Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay because you can uh, you can put it together, figure out what's going on, and rock and roll. Send some drones after our guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 
clutch mentions. I'm not the best driver, but this guy's aim sucks, which is a story point. It's not just him talking. It's not a commentary about rock and roll's marksmanship. It's a, it's a plot point. It's about what's going on here. And what's going on is rock and roll is basically hurting these two in, oh, by the way, that's pretty much the vamp, right? That is a yeah. vamp, yeah. Okay. It's it's a little more hummery looking the way that it's drawn here. But the, um, I mean, the front grill and the headlights, I mean, it's yeah, clearly yeah. it's clearly the vamp. And... and then we get to see Lonzo with this killer heavy rifle that I feel like somebody, not him, came with in Classified. Doesn't somebody have a rifle very much like that? Well, I mean, Low Light, Dusty both have rifles with bipods like that. I think it's probably closer to what shooter? Low Light has. Shooter. Does shooter, shooter have the same one as Low Light? No. Hers okay. is much longer. We'll have, I'll have to take a look. But anyway, uh, Stalker's up there with a really killer sniper rifle, takes out the tires, sends them into a tree, which I understand they're hurting them, but that doesn't seem like the safest thing ever. Uh, Duke's still but okay. killing now. them is. <laughs> well, they're not trying to kill them, though. They're just trying to get them. Mm-hmm. Well, look. Who's the star of this? Obviously, comic? Clutch was not wearing his seatbelt. So tell me he wasn't trying to kill him. Well, I, Clutch has a depth. The vamp probably doesn't probably didn't have time to put on the seatbelt. The vamp doesn't have seatbelts. Well, no, Duke has one over his shoulder. <laughs> oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he may have more than a five o'clock shadow. But he's but not Duke wearing is still okay. a Boy Scout. So wait, wait, wait. In the prior pages, Duke has no seatbelt. Well, maybe to be comfortable, he had, you know, he's got it around his waist, but he had slipped the shoulder. <laughs> but right before over. the crash, he threw it back right. up over his shoulder. I'll buy that. That's what we're going with. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Although from the picture here, that so it it looks like so so clutch oh, but is driving it's also not on the right side yeah that's the thing he's he, oh, it's yeah. from, it's on the wrong side unless he's in the driver's seat which he's and coming if he from is, then clutch is in his lap yeah yes. so the, <laughs> <laughs> the perspective on that on that panel is not the best no it's not but the art is still and we haven't really talked about it very much the art is fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. uh we, we yeah, talked I, about I mentioned that before when Mm-hmm. Uh, the consistency of this art through through all of the new Skybound books, where it's it each each title has its own unique art, but it also has a certain aesthetic that matches. Uh, but this is all it's great storytelling. It's very clear, uh, despite confusing seatbelt situations. Um, very dynamic art from panel to panel. You know, any issues I had with following the panels was due to the format I'm reading it in and not the art. And, well, and this... the comedy moments that you get I, with um, Clutch, they're done in a way where it's exaggerated. Like, you know it's comedy, but it's it still aesthetically fits in with the rest of the issue. Yes. Like, it's not um, cartoony. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and and I like the fact that it's it's very timeless. Like you can look at this art style, and 
you could look at any panel and say like this could have been drawn in 1964 or 2024. Yes, I agree with that. It it has that same almost Joe Kuberty style yeah. mm-hmm. that Real American Hero has. Yep. Uh, so Duke hops out of the vamp real cocky, ready to take on Stalker, which seems like a terrible mistake <laughs> uh, and turns out to be a terrible mistake. He has, uh, Stalker is uh, very clearly they're not trying to kill him. They're trying to take him in. Uh, but Duke is a little crazed at this point. And he takes a swing at Stalker, and Stalker just absolutely <laughs> spin kicks the snot out of him. Well, he and, and of great. course he throws in the line, let me show you a move an old friend taught me, so yes. clearly referencing Snake Eyes at this point. Yes. Or Storm Shadow, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I did. Did you guys have the problem disconnecting the fact that rock and roll, or at least as we the way they're talking rock and roll and stalker never served with duke yeah it is we it is weird but it's like we know there is no gi joe right but like they don't even know each other which is such a completely different take and not and i don't think they know clutch either but in the same way that uh what's going on in cobra commander obviously is not continuity with anything we've seen before and yet certain things would fit this you gotta think duke showed up later on uh in whether the gi joe team exists or not duke did show up later on Mm -hmm. so this you know rock and roll and stalker already around now clutch obviously is a little bit different here but they are still in the military whereas he had this crisis and left the military or was uh, discharged so, so we get this uh great series of panels of duke on the ground getting ready to get back up and fight stalker and rock and roll standing over him gets kicked in the face and guys we got to remember something who's the title character of this comic book <laughs> duke and what is duke best at getting captured getting knocked out and getting captured (laughs) not only are we getting all of these great characterizations but they're staying true to who duke is and he's once again being captured this time by his own government uh get a little conversation with colonel hawk uh colonel hawk says you know what to do and they're taking them to oh the cutaway (laughs) right I squeed. Yeah, I was pretty excited by this. Uh, obviously, a very different interpretation of the pit. And yet, oh, and I also like the decommissioned in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But it's such, it. they didn't have to do it that way. Like, it is such an homage. Oh, yeah, yeah. To the G.I. Joe number one drawing mm-hmm. of the pit. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. The the creators of this comic while they are doing something new and interesting they also clearly know and love gi joe yes uh so now the pit is uh, has been decommissioned but now it's being used as a safe house for high risk prisoners before they can be transported 
they get shoved into a jail cell or separate jail cells rather. Uh, and we do get that Duke knows who stalker and rock and roll are full like names they, and everything, right? They've got a level of notoriety, which I think is interesting to point out because the, you know, we've, as we've gone through rank and file card on our segments episodes and talked about the nature of GI Joe in a little more depth than I think we've necessarily looked at it before, you know, these are, these would have to be in some ways, high profile members of the various branches of the military, whether for good Mm -hmm. reasons or bad. And, you know, rock and roll even points out like, I think he's being sarcastic towards Duke, but there's very much truth in it. Like we all have reputations, right? Like, of course you're going to know who I am. Don't we? Yeah. With, you know, implying that, you know, you do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it turns out Duke and clutch are not alone in the pit prison cells. Uh, we have a very feminine hand clutching one of the bars and suggesting that there may be common goals between these three and our whoops i hit the wrong button and our final page is none other than cobra commander unmasked (laughs) that could be as far as we know Uh, anastasia de cobra that's right the baroness uh in apparently they caught her outside of the gym I guess <laughs> uh, hanging out in a jail cell with notice her busted glasses. I didn't catch. Oh, that actually, I around. didn't catch that the first time. So it looks like she put up a fight and and uh, had a fight put upon her. But she's suggesting they should work together to get themselves out of this situation, and that is where issue number two ends. Ah, oh, so yeah. good. Action packed. Uh, t- to be honest. Not time-wise, not a lot of time passes, but we get a ton of story progression, I feel like. No, mm-hmm. it's felt, I mean, in it, this, I went back and counted the pages, and it's a standard length comic, but it, it's such a quick read. It feels short, because there's a yes. lot of pages where there's not any dialogue, uh, especially in the setup, or there's very minimal dialogue. But yeah, once it starts going, it just doesn't stop. It's It's just so much fun. And so that's an interesting take because, see, I thought it was very dense for a well, comic because even though there's not a lot of dialogue, all the dialogue that is in this book counts. They're either reaffirming who these characters are, like, here's this personality trait, here's this personality trait, and it's, you know, not being done in that old exposition style or thought bubble way like characters are making comments so i that i'm tongue-tied like i just find it really really interesting well it's dense with information and story but it's very light on like you just you you breeze right through it it's Mm. not a chore uh and there are i remember there are comics where you're waiting for the last page. There like, are comics I would like that to are, get this wrapped up. Yeah, thought bubbles and, and, and speech bubbles that are just full of exposition, and yeah. it just drives you mad. And I'm very glad that 
this one is it's easy to consume and it's very i mean it's nice to look at so you can spend some time you know absorbing all the details of the mm -hmm. images um but still get through it pretty quickly and yeah especially once once you get to those panels where rock and roll is getting ready it's like from that point on you can't wait to get to the next page because what's happening next what's happening next yeah this is it's action-packed it's great and and again all three of the gi joe skybound titles right now are i think they all share that quality that you zip right through them and when you get to the last page you're like oh what that's it. Mm -hmm. And then you realize you actually have taken in a good bit of story, but it's just presented in such a, a nice, uh, fast paced manner that it feels and, like it's not enough. And I'd rather be left wanting more, you know? Yeah. And, and we knew that Baroness would be a part of this book because she was in all the promo material. And at the time we're all like, Oh my gosh, why is Baroness there? But between issue one and all the way up to that last panel, Never once while reading it have I wondered where is Baroness because right. the story is just so good. So when they when I got to that page, I was like gasping. I was just like, what? oh my god, it's Baroness. That's right. We know she's supposed right. to be. Yeah, yeah. That was my was reaction. Was surprised. like, oh, that's right. Like that was exactly mm -hmm. what I said. Uh, all right. So to wrap it up, I think we're all still firmly on board with this story. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This is I mean, I like the I like the first issue, but this issue just really kind of captured uh just the feel of, of this story and um yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this issue. All right. Well, that is our review of Duke number two. And by the way, I, I just enjoy saying Duke with a Y in it the same way the voiceover guy from Real American Hero said it. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna no. he's gonna Duke. Um, maybe, maybe we should retire those references for a while. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's right. We should. Oh, no. I, I think we might even have to get rid of We're Live Pal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, it's the end of an era, uh, and perhaps for the best. Thank you, uh, Noel and Christian, for sitting down and talking about Duke number two. I had no idea we were going to turn into a G.I. Joe comic review show, uh, but that is what is happening because this stuff from Skybound so far is so good. Uh, check us out, Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Our next live stream is February the 5th. We have, uh, I've got new merchandise to debut. We've got lots of exciting stuff to talk about on Monday. So tune in then. Uh, Noel, tell us a little bit about The Finest. The Finest is a G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe adjacent costuming group that uh, raises money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. Check out thefinestcc.com or the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook. And Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. And remember to check out AudibleArmy.com. You can get my show notes before each episode is released, early and ad-free access to all audio episodes, exclusive video access to recordings of audio episodes just like this one, early access to all G.I. Joe reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel right now. 
My reviews of the third wave of Super 7's G.I. Joe Ultimates are available at audiblearmy.com. They do not go up on Needless Things until next week. Uh, The opportunity to vote for content uh, on the show, early access to Audible Interlude merch, and more, all for $1.99 a month. There is only one tier. Until next time, yo, Joe! You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.